Hello and welcome into a new episode. This is the Scarves Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nadme Mudis. And the Sounders have done it. We are going to the CCL final. And David Mamoudis is joining me as always. David Mamoudis, how are you doing today? Doing well, thank you. That's all you're going to say? That's all you're going to say? After this is a historic win. This is this is a a huge fucking big deal, as, as Brian Smetzer said. As Brian Smetzer would say, bleeping important. Um, so we're going to get into both CCO games. Um, and then we'll also talk about the Minnesota game and we'll talk about the two MLS games that are in between the CCL, uh, final, um, between now and then, um, but let's start with the CCL games. Um, you were at the leg one game, um, which was in Seattle. Um, uh, obviously the, it was nice. Um, looking back at it, um, ha- um, in the past, when MOS teams have gotten far in CCO, they haven't been able to postpone games. And this time, obviously, we had our game against FC Cincinnati postponed, and we'll get our Vancouver game also postponed so we can focus on the tournament. Um, what are your thoughts on that, that MOS is allowing teams to do that these days? Yeah, I mean, obviously um... – you know, scheduling is complicated. Um, these, you know, midweek CCL games are are hard on everybody. Um, you know, and the schedule churn, I think, is hard on people. You see the occasional stories of people who, you know, planned a trip to Seattle to see a particular game and then not being able to see it at the time they expected. Um, so I don't know what the answer to that is. You know, I guess ideally you'd have some like the CCL taking place in international breaks, uh, but especially in a World Cup year, that's probably hard to achieve because there's so many other things going on. And I guess that's not how international breaks are supposed to work. It's when people are released from their club teams, so you can't really – there's no such thing as an international club break. So you were at the first leg game um, in Seattle, as I previously said. Um, I was trying to make it to the second leg. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, uh, uh, sad that I wasn't there, you know, but neither I, did hardly I, anyone else. I think there was an announced attendance around six thousand in New Jersey. Yeah, that's what I was going to so say. Impressive. That's what I was going to say. Like, how how were you? Like, uh, what was your reaction to like the atmosphere at the home game? Because um, it did not look very crowded in Seattle, but it was definitely better than in New York. Like I. It, it very much hurt that it did not look full. There was no one sitting in the upper deck except for, I think, the Sounders traveling fans. There was also no one seated uh, on the goal that was to the right of the camera. Like, all that section was cleared off. I, I understand the New York fans don't really like going to New Jersey. Um, so that's always going to be hard. But still... Um, like that was just depressing. Like I, I, and, and especially like I feel like with the Sounders moving on, like hopefully, um, even though this is a midweek final, 
the stadium should be pretty close to sold out since this is the biggest game in MOS history, I would say. Well, so that's a good question. When I looked before, they were not selling the upper deck. Um, Do you think that will so, change? I don't know. Let me go see if I can find that out right now. Have they have they announced when the tickets will be on sale? The tickets or will be on need- sale today. Right now they're on sale for – there's a pre-sale for season ticket members for part of the day. Um, and then later today they will go on general sale. So we saw how fast for the MOS Cup in 2019, how fast the tickets went. Do you think this is another game? It is during the midweek. It is at the beginning of the season, um, but it is still a massive tournament. Um, As I said, do you think that they could sell out the stadium for this? Montreal did it when they hosted the final. I think I will be surprised if um, if they sell out the stadium. I mean, the more immediate question is, you know, will they even open the upper deck at all? Uh, and so far, they have not. They're still selling the lower, just the lower bowl. But also, for some parts of last year, they didn't even sell all of the hawks' nests. Do you think they would open up that? Um, that is open. Okay, so that's so that's one change. But that that was something that they also did that they've also been cutting back back on, and obviously, all these the people who are making these decisions, like they. They have more information than we do, but I, I do feel like recently, even with the team playing very well, our attendance has been really lacking for what it's been in the past. Like, um, like I feel like we should be able to sell out this game. So I, I'm not impressed with Seattle fans. Um, right. I mean, I think, but so again, you know, if it was on a Saturday in June, I think you'd have a better chance of doing it. Um, the Champions League final is always on the weekend. Why isn't this on the weekend? I do not know why this isn't on the weekend. Um, I think also the two-legged final makes it harder maybe, though obviously it's nice that we have leg two, you know, so the Sounders have a chance to to win and celebrate on their home field. Um, this is one know, of that the, was like, another the, thing about yeah. last Wednesday's game was it's always a little frustrating to feel like the job is half done, you know, even though we were happy to to finish with a 3-1 lead you know, always a dangerous lead to have. So it makes it hard to celebrate as much as you would over after a normal win. That's another question. How do you feel about them having this B2 legs? Like it's one of the few finals that is two legs. Do you like that? Um, I mean, I think I like it compared to the, you know. Compared to going to penalties. Well, yeah, compared, you know, going to penalties is a different problem. Um, if, 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 um, I knew, you know, if the question is, how do I feel about the Sounders hosting a single leg final, um, versus the question of, you know, if it was a single leg final happening in Mexico and no one had any opportunity from Seattle to attend. Well, it would, um, it would have to be neutral. It would have to be neutral. If it would probably okay, be well like then, Vegas. You know, how do you pick it? Maybe that's the problem with, with CONCACAF then, you know, how do you pick a neutral site? It would be complicated yeah. to have it in the US and it would be complicated to have it not in the US. Um, I don't think there's a great answer for that. They fly everyone to Alaska and they play there. Right, or uh, yeah, or Bermuda or Greenland. Yeah, yeah, who's somewhere who's friends with both the US and Mexico, but not too much, but not too much. 
Does the Galapagos have anywhere on? Is there anywhere in the Galapagos big enough that could that has his soccer field, or is he just like I all N- NYCFC fields? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so moving on um, uh, from from the location of the final, since we do know that the first leg will be in Mexico and the second leg will be in Seattle. Um, uh, do you have anything else to say about the atmosphere of the first game? How, what, I mean, obviously the Sounders got the win. Um, I, and like the, the crowd was heard, even though it wasn't as big as it might be for an MOS game. Um, any other thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I mean, we were by the, our seats are right down by the field, you know, a good place to see, um, you know, Kellen Rowe and, and the Rodons, you know, mixing it up on the field. Um, I think it wasn't as choppy as yesterday's game was. Um, didn't seem as close to having people sent off. Um, yeah, but, I thought know, the, really the game. I thought the refereeing in the Seattle leg of this competition was a lot more it was definitely a lot more lenient he let them play and honestly uh he kept control of the game more like uh, in the second game the referee was a little bit more um was a uh, he was quicker to give the cards and then some of those didn't feel like he was consistent and i think that helped raise the um level of aggression in the second leg and also obviously it is the second leg and nycfc was getting frustrated at the end of the game like i thought there was a chance someone was going to get sent off um i really wanted ariaga to get subbed off because he would have missed the game if he had gotten a yellow card um i thought the same about reagan after reagan got a yellow card um but yeah i'm happy that everyone managed to stay on the field um, was there anything in either game that you thought could have been a red card um, based on the aggression? I think there was one play during the end of last night's game where a center back put hand um, on a shove. He shoved someone in like the neck area. That was like one time where I thought it was like an orange card. Um, yeah, but in general, I thought the, the refereeing was pretty good. The worst play like that was the foul on Ariaga right at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Um, well, obviously hard to give a red card, you know, that quickly. Um, yep. But that did seem like, you know, sort of an unjustified, um, you know, collision that easily could have broken a rib, um, you know, resulted in the same kind of thing that kept Maxi Morales out of the game uh, for Ariaga. Luckily, you know, he's a tough kid and uh, played through it all. Okay, so let's go goal by goal in the in the Sounders. Um in the Sounders game, um, uh, looking back, um, the Sounders um, opened the scoring against um, uh, NYFC uh, via Albert Rusnak, um, getting his four first goal um, in Rave Green. And this was just a great play by the Sounders um, and Morris place the ball perfectly for Rusnak so he could hit it in stride first time and the Sounders had had like a string of 10 passes before he finished it was a right, beautiful an amazing goal. an amazing build up and just that you know that last play both the run from deep by by Rusnak and 
you know, being able to place the ball as precisely as he did when it was, you know, hit into him with that much pace and from that close is just an amazingly hard thing to do, you know, showing the, the technical talent that, you know, was the reason the Sounders are so excited to have him on the field. Rusnak has had other chances, but this one was, um, I'm not going to say this one was the hardest, um, or the easiest, um, Seventy falls well, somewhere in the middle. It was, yeah, you know, as I would finish. say, it was, it was it was fucking important. You know, is uh, yeah, a key, the first a key time to get the Sounders on the board. Um, you know, and a place where you know, just again playing from that deeper lying position. You know, not not being the number ten, but more of a number six. Um, that he was getting into that incredibly dangerous spot when no one's expecting him, and then you know, just redirecting that ball. You know, so precisely. Yeah, this is the first time that um, he has been that he was pushed back um, because Ladero and Roy Diaz came back, and then honestly, I, he gets pushed back because I, I I think by pushing him back, you're basically saying that he's a better central defensive midfielder than Rodon because that's the other option because Rusnak plays the position for five years with RSL. He pretty much only played like out wide, right, or left. Um, so then he got pushed back and they kept Rodon up there. And Rodon is great at that wing position. And that, and he's also good back. But I think that's what they are saying by, by pushing Rusnak back. I thought he played very well in a deeper position that we've seen him in a long time. What were your thoughts about the lineup for this game? And then obviously um, really a full-strength team for the Sounders, the only person who's out right now is Yamar, except he is expected to be back for this next game. I thought there was a chance he would have been available for the second leg, but he um, still has an injury. Obviously, we got Nuhu back for the second leg. Um, Kevin Rowe played in the first leg. I thought he played pretty well. Um, any any but, thoughts you know, after, on the lineup? Yeah. After last season where, you know, the story of last season was a bunch of you know, a bunch of new Sounders, you know, getting their chance to have an impact because of all the injuries. You know, this year that same story is happening with Jackson Reagan, um, who, you know, has been amazing. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's still Yamar's starting position when he's ready to take it, but the competition is a whole lot closer than I would have thought. So I was watching this. So I watched both legs of these games with the co-hosts of my other radio podcast show, Football is Life. You can catch that at 3 p.m. Fridays on WECB. Um, uh, you can find that on TuneIn. You can also find Football is Life anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, we watch that game. One of my co-hosts is an NYCFC um, supporter, so we were going back and forth during this tournament. Obviously, it's the first year of this show, so the fact that we had this matchup um, just made for a lot of entertainment. Um, uh, but um, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, um, looking back um, uh, at, at this, Matt, um, at, at these um, two, two games, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I completely forgot what I was just, <laughs> Gonna say, 
Um, about Jackson Reagan or about? Oh yeah, I was yeah, about our center backs on our center backs on our other show. On our other show, um, I talked about um, uh, last Friday in the middle of the game. I thought that we were going to come that we were going to come um, out with three center backs. That's what I was going to say. Since I thought uh-huh. um, uh, when we're playing when we're playing somewhere hard and that's away, Smetzer comes out with the five at the back. However, I was like. Who's going to get sat then? Because like if if another center back were to come in, and I was thinking, and I said that because I was thinking Reagan has been playing so well. You play Ariaga, um, Yamar, and Reagan, and then I, I assume New Who comes in, so Roe goes away. Then you have to take someone else out in the midfield. So it's right, like and who our front do you do that? Six has been so strong that so you it's can't like, imagine it's like how, any of them. So, like, the fact that we didn't see five at the back just, I think, just shows how strong our team is up front. That, like, you could, like, even for these games, like, Smetzer is, went away from the five at the back, which is very um, – which which makes me feel very confident in how, in how good our team is playing right now. Um, that he really didn't really have that option to go that route because – um, putting on another center back um, would be hurting the team because then one of the stars isn't able to play. What do you do? You have any thoughts about? The, did you think there was a chance that we could have done three center backs for the second leg? Um, you know, I mean, I, I think you know. Obviously, the 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 real answer is that all eleven players on the field are helping defend. Um, you know, and in modern mm-hmm. soccer, people don't stay in the zone they start in. Um, yep. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's a it's a complicated balance of all of these things. You know, I think it's a great position to be in to, you know, have 15 or 18 people who most teams would be incredibly happy to have as a starter on their team. Um, and, you know, that's a classically tough problem for any coach to try to figure out how to put the best team on the field and keep everyone happy. Yep. Uh, definitely a hard job for Smetzer right now with everyone being healthy. Um, hopefully we'll get Yamar back as soon as possible. Um, having him back for these, for the final um, of the CCL is massive. Um, second goal was Jordan Morris. Let's talk a little about Morris's play. I feel like recently Morris has really looked like himself. Um, uh, my co-host Ethan, the NYCFC supporter, was complaining yesterday about just how fast Morris is. Um, and I was saying that it's the first time in a while that it feels like he's back up to his full speed or he can get up to the full speed, which is great to see. Obviously, he scored the second goal in the first leg. He was very, very close to scoring in the second leg. He had he had a couple chances. He had a couple chances. His best one was saved off the line off of a play with Rodon. Um, it was a great play by an NYCFC defender after Sean Johnson got beat. Um, your thoughts on Morris in the, in these two legs? I thought he played very, very well. I think he's playing well. You know, I'm not sure he's at 100% of his old speed. Maybe he's only 95% of the way there, and so there's still some improvement. I think the other thing that will come is as, 
you know, he and Ruznak and Roldan and uh, Ladero get used to being on the field together. I think we will see even more of an upside, you know, because it's one thing to, um, you know, just to to make the run for the ball, but it's another thing to have, you know, the kind of understanding that, you know, your your other team, Harry Kane has, you know, with the runs that he's making of knowing exactly when somebody's yes. going to make a run. That, um, you know, I think that's where there's still improvement to come as the Sounders get their first choice attacking team on the field together for longer. Um, about final thought on Morris. Um, I feel like his consistency, um, right now is just like through the roof. It's so good. You know, exactly what you're going to get from him. Um, every game, um, unfortunately, uh, with that, uh, well, he's recently been getting about a goal a game. It seems like um, you'd hope that uh, maybe that was a little better. Maybe maybe he's scoring multiple game goals a game. But um, uh, do you think um, what's the percentage that he makes it to the World Cup? Same thing with Rodon. What's the percentage that you think both of them make it, or one of them makes it, or no one makes it? Yeah, I mean, I don't with Morris. Um, with Morris, I think he'll definitely be there. Um, Roldan is a little bit more on the bubble, you know, so it sort of depends what other choices there are. Um, I've been disappointed with you know with Roldan getting onto the actual field, obviously, in these last. Well, both games. of them, both of them, really haven't haven't been on the field that long and you can't blame them for that when they've been on the field they've played well like, right. I feel I mean, like but Morris is getting some chances and you know and but he's you know seems like he's higher on the depth chart than Roldan is and you know I don't know if Roldan is there for the role he's playing in training you know or if he's there for certain situations that just haven't happened um but it doesn't really feel like um I it definitely feels to me like Morris is someone who might who who it's it's it seems believable that Morris could start a game, but if right at the moment for the U.S. men's national team, if 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 Rodon started a game, people would be surprised. And I, I think, think very much what, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no one. I think some people would be surprised if Morris starts, but a lot of people wouldn't be that surprised. So I think you know, it's yeah, one, I, you know one question with the CCL. It obviously is a way that you know the Sounders are getting a little more visibility on a world stage, um, and you know does getting to the CCL final um, improve their chances and give them that you know that chance along with Nuhu to be more more talked about as you know future World Cup participants. You brought it up. Nuhu is is. Uh, has uh, the last this offseason, he there was a lot of buzz surrounding him, and obviously, with him having such a good African Cup of Nations, it looks like it's possible the Sounders might be moving on from New Who. Um, Sue, well, and, more the other um, way around. Well, it was saying New Who might be moving on from the Sounders. Um, the Sounders have been linked to the left back for Club Leon, um, who definitely seems like would be at the top of the depth chart at left back if there wasn't new who um any thoughts on that 
my first, my reaction to this is um, if Nuhu leaves the Sounders without scoring a goal first, I'm going to be heartbroken. Yeah, you know, he got his assist obviously yesterday. Um, but, um, but yes, definitely want to see him on the score sheet. Um, yeah, I mean, again, you can imagine Nuhu, um, you know, ending up at a, at a, you know, top tier, you know, league um, and making 10x what he's making for the Sounders. So it's, you know, you can't tell him to not take that opportunity if he can get it. That, would the Sounders build Nuhu a statue if Nuhu, um, if Nuhu were to score in the CCL final? Um, I think that one goal wouldn't be enough for it. You know, if he can win two or three of those in a row, then then maybe. I, I sort of so, feel like the Emerald City supporters are already building Nuhu a statue. I feel like I feel like if he if even if he was the one who like passed for an own goal in the in the final, he'd get a statue. That's right, what we need he, in that concourse in the Lumenfield concourse outfield in the in the entrance behind the um, the Hawks Nest in the in the same way they have we have the. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. statue outside Safeco Field. We yep. get that for New Who. I think ECS is better if, at the you know one-off tifos than they are at a at a permanent installation, but but maybe. I th- I I think New Who if New Who doesn't score with the team, it's going to be heartbreaking if he does end up leaving this year. And I think that's and honestly, I I'd say uh, I say good for New Who if he moves on. He deserves it. Um. He's such a fun player to watch. His energy is always there. Um, if um, yeah. when he scores, no matter what, if he if he scores a goal, we're getting spicy um, teriyaki chicken um, later that day. Okay, um, and then finally, the the final goal in the third game was a penalty for the Sounders. Um, any thoughts on, on the penalty? It was taken by Ladero coming back. Pretty simple. Um, any any anything you want to say about the penalty? Nope. I mean, Ladero obviously, you know, a great penalty taker. Um, not a not a tough choice for the referee. The other goal uh, in the second leg was Raul Roy Diaz makes this look super easy. Ball passed into the middle and just puts it home. Past John Johnson, very respective, uh, very uh, well-respected keeper, who I thought had a very good game. He played at both keepers, obviously. Um, Stefan Fry got man in the match. Um, you have any thoughts on Stefan Fry getting man in the match? I said when we were watching yesterday that I would have given man in the match to Raul Roy Diaz if the game had ended um, at halftime. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Fry had a whole lot more to do in the second half. Um, you know, I um, I'm still I still feel like I'm, I still would have given it to Raul Roy Diaz because Fry had to make saves, but I still thought Raul Roy Diaz was very very dangerous in the second leg. You still there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thoughts on Raul Roy Diaz in the second leg? Obviously, he he came back from injury. Um, yeah, you know, obviously, Rui Diaz, you know, gets that gets that one chance and and finishes it. Um, 
you know, it's it's always a question of how do you evaluate a forward who, um, you know, doesn't have as many touches on it. And, you know, also a question with the keeper, you know, sometimes the keeper will have a game where because of positioning and directing the defense, they don't have a lot of last second saves to make. I think yesterday, Fry just, you know, did have a lot of work to do and had, you know, a couple of balls that nobody could have blamed him if they'd gotten past him. That one, yeah. uh, the one header at the end of the game that looked completely innocent, but easily, you know, was going to sneak inside that far post. If Fry oh, yeah, the one, it. yeah, the one, you know, the, the one where Fry literally, like, uh, for Fry didn't know anything about it. Like, he just got very lucky from where he was standing. Well, there was that one close-in header where Fry just, you know, flailed his arms and hit it. But the other one where, you know, he had to dive over to his left. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that one, you know, no one would have blamed him if he'd, been, if he'd stayed rooted to where he was. Um, and no one yeah. expected that that ball was even a shot. Um, but it came very and, close to going in. In general, I wasn't as nervous during these games as I was during any playoff game um, for the Sounders recently. I was definitely more um, stressed at during the uh, RSL playoff game last year than I was at this game. And I think and that definitely might have changed if NYCFC had scored um, – scored uh, a second goal and made it 2-3 because if they got just one more late in the game, then it would have gone to penalties. Um, how do you feel about this, about the competition going straight to penalties and not having extra time? Like, I sort of feel like extra time is like in some ways too short. Um, uh, uh, so, I, so like, it's tough. I sort of really wish like in some cases, there was more extra time than there is instead of just thirty minutes. Instead of going, I mean, to thirty minutes is a long time, you know. When you, yeah. you know, when you've given your all for ninety minutes the way they would have, um, it's true. And you've also, I'm, and I mean, a goal can be scored in just like five seconds. Right. I, you know, the fact that yesterday's game would have gone to penalties immediately with no extra time. I believe yeah. there is extra time in the final, but not. Yeah, there is. Um, but not in the semifinal. You know, so yeah. I think going immediately to penalties after 90 minutes would have been terrible. So I'm glad we avoided that fate. And that also didn't have to – that didn't used to be true, that there was extra time. When Toronto most recently made it to the final, um, they were – they lost on penalties after no extra time, I believe. I believe there was no extra time. Um, and that was, again, Michael – that was another time where Michael Bradley went up to shoot – second and missed or was saved. I think he I think he missed though. Because Michael Bradley is just absolute garbage. The, the quick quick uh, absolutely no connection. Michael Bradley, he just needs to retire. If his dad wasn't the coach, he wasn't he wouldn't be playing on Toronto FC. He is so bad. He is so bad. Uh okay, going to moving on from yep. from from Michael Bradley. Um, I was going to say something else um, about uh, extra time uh, uh, and um, I am blanking on that as well. Um, so moving forward um, for this final, um, the, fi the first leg will be in Mexico on the 26th. 
The second egg will be on Star Wars Day on May the 4th. And it feels like history is repeating itself because if you remember in 2014 when the Sounders made it to the Western Conference Final against the Galaxy, the Sounders, that was, I've said many times, that was in a, um, up until then, that was the best Sounders team ever. We should have made it to the MLS Cup Final. We didn't because of away goals. Um, uh, uh, stupid shot off the post eliminated us. Do you remember when we watched that game? I do not. We watched that game in the hotel of Disneyland. That's where we watched that game. That was 2014. Where will the where will Matt Maymoudis and David Maymoudis be for the May 4th game? We will be in Disney World. Completely planned planned a, a while in advance. I thought that this game was going to be later because it seems like in the past, the CCL final has been spread out much later. And again, we are at Disney. We will we are in the happiest place on earth last time wasn't very happy obviously it could it became happier um, since we could go out and do stuff after the game but again happiest place on earth for this final in the biggest game in sounders history we will not be at the game uh <laughs> fact that this is happening twice <laughs> what's your reaction to that um, yeah, don't know what to say. It's a bit, I think of myself as a good planner, and the fact that we've, uh, we've ran into this problem twice is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's unfortunate, but uh, in this game, um, um, I would say um, I'm a little happier that it's not, that it's Pumas and not Cruz Azul. Rosazul plays at Estadio Azteca. That's always going to be harder um, when you have to go play there. Um, Pumas, um, they're not doing very well in the league. They've been doing very well in this tournament. It's all about shutting down their one attacker, attacking player. He scores all their goals. Everything goes through him. That's uh, Cruz, Cruz Azul has way more weapons. Um, than Pumas does. Uh, we're not going to do a score prediction for these games, but but how are you feeling going into the final and what could um, give the Sounders a ticket to next year's FIFA Club World Cup? You know, it's looking good going into it. You know, um, shows how far we've come that the Sounders are, you know, uh, you know, not considered the underdogs here. Um, you know, obviously the secret will be staying healthy, continuing to get ready and ramp up into the season for it. I think we have that, a great chance it, to show well. Do you think we are really the 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 favorites in this game? I mean, we're hosting the second neck, but an MLS team has never won the tournament. So I don't think you can say we're I – I don't think you could say we are the uh, – you can say that Pumas is the underdogs. As you just did. I'm saying we're not the clear underdogs. You know, I don't know what the, um, you what know, the what odd the, makers have said yet. What the odds makers are saying, what, you know, now, Vegas that, now that the lineup is set. But, um, you know, I think we're we're definitely 
you know, seen as a legitimate contender. The semifinals for this game um, were on national television. They were on Fox Sports. I'm guessing the final will be on on Fox Sports instead of FS2. Um, it seems like it's finally getting a little more rec- recognition. Um, you happy to see this game on actual TV? Do you have any thoughts about that? Do you think that will remain? That do you think this tournament can uh, can hold its place on national television in the future? Well, I mean, you know, the the question of whether things are on broadcast or network, you know, obviously, even you know the the final four game, you know, the NCAA tournament was on a variety of stations. Um, you know, I think that's more a question about the state of the state of television in the 21st century than anything else. Um, uh, a little side note about that: the the uh, MOS television deal ends this year, so there's questions about like if that's going to change. There's a rumor that TNT is interested into broadcasting MOS. Um, it seems like one of the th- because the TV numbers for MOS like they're they're fine, but they're nowhere near as good as other places. And I think a lot of that is because um, like the NFL has set up where like everyone knows there's the when the games are the game times never change. The national televised games for MOS are always different. Like there's sometimes sometimes it's at 8 p.m. on a on a Friday, sometimes it's 8 p.m. on a Saturday, sometimes it's at two or three on a Sunday. Do you think the MOS, do you think in the future MOS needs to set a time for at least the primetime game? Because like in the NFL, you have one to four and then you got Sunday night football. I mean, I think the other question is, you know, how much of an audience is there for an MLS matchup? And obviously, you know, they're trying to do that by talking up El Trafico and talking up these things, but mostly people want to watch their MLS team rather than wanting to watch, you know, the Thursday night MLS game. And I get what you're saying. I get what you're, I get what you're saying, but I think that they could also expand by not showing the same MLS matchups all the time. Like there's going to be big matchups, but I'd also much rather watch, watch a game between like two teams that aren't, um, in the spot like like RSL or in Colorado, I'd rather see them play each other who are probably playing well than a bad um, LAFC team playing Inter Miami. Like you know, like like those teams have the stars, but like I'd rather watch two teams that are playing well even if they don't have the stars. So I feel like we should also. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But, you know, the question of, you know, how many other millions of people in the U.S. are there who feel that way uh, is still to be seen. And, you know, and again, I think, um, right, you know, how much time we all spend watching TV over the next century and who watches what sport and whether we watch it in 3D or 4D, um, you know, kind of remains to be seen. Okay, so the, uh, nice transition um, into the Sounders' next game. We have Inter Miami is the next game. Um, Inter Miami. Nice to see DeAndre Yedlin yeah. return. It is their first. It is the first ever meeting between the two clubs. The boys in pink are coming to Seattle. Um, Seattle playing on short rest. More um, as Metzer said uh, in in his press conference that. Uh, young kids would be playing in this game for the Sounders. So I'm expecting a lot of changes. Um, So probably that means people like Vargas, Leva, um, 
I think it's, uh, I think probably Bruin will start this game. Um, so I'm guessing a lot of our bench will come in. I think Yamar will come in. Um, Miami, they did just beat New England, but New England has just been super, super bad this year. Um, uh, and Miami is still like the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Um, even though they did just beat the, the Revolution, how are you feeling going into this game? Um, um, I still feel like the Sounders should win this game event from, uh, I'm going to say 3 0. The Sounders definitely should win this game. I mean, again, always a challenge when you know there's a more important game on the horizon uh, to remember to get to take care of business. Um, and, you know, but I think Schmetzer will tell you that, you know, they're treating every game as important. Um, you know, Sounders so looking do not, forward to seeing it. The Sounders um, uh, do not like when people talk about, oh, if you um, – are going to focus on CCL, then you're going to do bad in the league. The Sounders do not like that narrative, and the Sounders, um, I expect them to, they should get six points from these from the two games in between um, the CCL games because we're playing Miami and then we're playing San Jose. Both of these teams are bad, and honestly, we really haven't played a bad team in MOS yet this year. Like our schedule has been like pretty pretty even. Um, we played a lot of teams that like are expected to do well and make the playoffs. Um, and this is the first time where we get to play some bad teams. Um, so especially with the fact that, um, so we're, especially um, with the fact that we're playing uh, Miami in Seattle and then the next game is San Jose, who um, uh, I'm checking right now. I'm seeing if that game is in uh, a home or away game for the Sounders. Um, I have, but again, we're playing bad teams for the first time in a while. What are your thoughts on, on San Jose and Miami? Yeah, I mean, again, the Sounders, you know, up at full strength, um, you know, but resting people after the excitement of the CCL. Um, so, you know, again, I just think we have to go down there, take care of business. We should be able to, um, you know, Spencer won't make it, you know, won't use yesterday's win as an excuse to to not show up for these next two games. Uh, that game in San, that game is at San Jose. So we play one game at home and then one game in San Jose. We'll probably fly down on the same day um, for that game. So and obviously San Jose is always a, a hard team to play at home with the man marking, but they're still a bad team. We should get the job done. Uh, what's your prediction for for that game? Um, and also, you didn't say Miami yet. Yeah, what's I'll say um, you know three one for Miami and I'll say two nothing for San Jose. Um three, you know, okay, Miami, three we'll, one, uh, we'll let DeAndre let the score scores? just because we like him. Oh okay. I, I'd be I'd be down for that. Um any any other uh, predictions uh, you have any anyone scoring for RT who's gonna score for the Sounders? No, I don't know. I mean I know Spencer's better at this than I am, but I haven't been looking think, past the CCL so do you think Bruin? Do you think Bruin comes in for Raúl Diaz in this first game? I think that does seem likely. It'd be great to see him get on the sheet. Um, 
or maybe a dinner on even. Okay, I think I have. Uh, but uh, we're we're gonna wrap up here uh, since uh, I, I know you have stuff to get to, but uh, I, I think I, I have to ask this. Um, uh, um, or or Ethan will be um, unpleased with me um, in in the second leg of CCL. Um, and we saw after this game, um, NYCFC meme pages were saying that the Sounders team should actually be called the Seattle Stretchers because of how many times the stretcher came onto the field. It felt like watching a game from like 2005 where as soon as a player got injured, and I, honestly, this happens a lot in CCL. If someone gets I, I injured, do like that concrete cap rule of bringing the stretcher on. Um, and honestly, it's better. Like, like it's it's stupid that the tra- trainer is allowed to help. Like the fact, like I don't like when a player is sitting literally five yards on the field. Why they can't just scoot off? Like, if, like I w- I was also getting partly annoyed with the Sanders because like we are a better team than NYCFC. We shouldn't have to. Right, and the fact that there um, were only six minutes of extra time at the end, it seemed like there could have been more. Yeah, I thought I said that there should have been eight minutes to Ethan. I thought that that was fair. But honestly, like, like I feel like they should bring on the stretcher this fast in every game because the player recognizes like they it looks bad for them if they don't stand up uh, that. And obviously, like uh, Raúl Diaz did get carried off the field and then he stood up like five seconds later. Yeah. So obviously a certain amount of gamesmanship. I was actually surprised there were, you know, weren't more cards in the game yesterday because yeah. it really seemed like there was a lot of uh, frustration. NYC, yeah, it seemed like NYC got very annoyed, annoyed by that, by yeah. that matchup. So good job from the ref, you know, keeping it, keeping yeah. that aggression contained. Ref, and, and hopefully, we, and honestly, what we, I hope to see more than more of that. I, I thought the ref wasn't consistent yesterday, but he was definitely consistent with that. Yeah. Um, so we give him props to that. That is good refereeing. Um, uh, before we wrap up the show, um, uh, in this past week of MOS, we saw, and just like in the world of soccer, we've seen just so many go- so many amazing goals. We saw Payet score in Segal. You brought up that Kane is playing very well for Spurs as he continues to put absolutely incredible balls um, to Son, best partnership in the Premier League. Um, uh, your team, Chelsea, unfortunately fell in the in the Champions League, but um, I think uh, like even you have to give props to Modric on the assist that he put in for Real Madrid. Did you see that that ball, or did you somehow miss that? I did somehow miss that, and I need to uh, miss this too. But That's thanks been, for talking about all this, Matt. Yeah. I look forward to coming back I, and circling yeah. to see how our progressions do, our predictions do. You better, you better check out that Modric, that uh, that Modric assist. Um, obviously, hurting your your boys in blue, but one of the the best assists you're ever gonna you're ever gonna see. Uh, I apologize for keeping you late, but uh, thank you for being on the show once again. And in the future, let's make sure that whether you're at the game or at Disney World, you have your scarves up. <laughs>